0: Today we're looking at the book of Revelation. We're going to look at chapter 6. So if you have your Bible, please open to chapter 6 of the book of Revelation. And I want to talk about What is going on in
1: chapter 6?
0: We've been in in the previous chapters. We've had the following things going on. In chapter 1. We met Jesus in his new and glorified way. Jesus. Had been on this earth, he walked on this earth. Yes, he world, he and he interacted with people all the time. But now, when he's in this new form, he's resurrected, he's got power, he's got a new body and life, and it's just so different and powerful the disciple John had spent time with Jesus he, he was the youngest of the disciples and he used to kind of lean up against Jesus as his, like his close friend but this same John When he saw this Jesus in Revelation, he fell down, fainted as though
1: dead. We are introduced to this Jesus.
0: And we learn that Jesus is standing there in the middle of his church
1: so for
0: you and me church we need to know Jesus is right here
1: he stands
0: with us boy that brings me great
1: comfort
0: And and it gives me energy to to keep
1: going.
0: (inaudible) To know that he's here, we're not alone. As a pastor, that really helps me. Because you know, we pastors, sometimes we have ups and downs all the time. Things discourage us and then things encourage us. But to keep us steady and level, we need to know Jesus is standing right here. That should encourage you as well. Hallelujah. Amen. Now in chapter 2 and 3 we have a, a different thing going on.
1: There were seven
0: churches and the Lord wanted to give seven messages to each of these churches. So seven letters were written and Chapter
1: 2 and chapter 3 tell about these things. In chapter 4,
0: John is taken up to heaven. And he gets the scene of heaven. He gets to describe what's going on up there.
1: And
0: that's what we did yet last week. We had such a wonderful service
1: last
0: night. We went to heaven ourselves. We were in the presence of the
1: Lord.
0: I just loved that service last night. We were worshiping God. And we invited the whole church to come forward and we're just kneeling around the altar here. It was beautiful. Worshipping the Lord. It's what heaven's (laughs) going to be. We're going to get to do that in heaven. At the center of heaven is the throne of God. God is sitting on the throne. And around the throne are these four creatures. And 24 elders and they're just worshipping every time something is done they just worship again so that's chapter
1: 4
0: and then in chapter 5 we got to see the Lamb of God
1: now
0: who is the Lamb of God? Jesus. Jesus Jesus is the Lamb of God who who was slain for our
1: sins.
0: And so in that chapter 5, we're told that God is holding a scroll in his hand and one of the angels says who is worthy to open the
1: scroll
0: and it says no one was worthy no one in heaven no one on the earth no one under the earth no one and John begins to weep.
1: And
0: he says, there's no one worthy to open the
1: scroll.
0: One of the elders comes to him
1: and
0: says, stop crying. (laughs) You ever have your mother tell you to stop crying? I I don't think my mother ever told me to stop crying. I just don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) But the elder tells John, stop crying.
1: Because you have to look to the lamb. Now, where was the lamb? Do you remember?
0: he was on the throne he was on the throne now that's a little strange isn't
1: it because
0: God was on the throne and now here the Lamb is on the throne
1: now
0: we get to see the three in one
1: together
0: on the throne God the Father Jesus the Son. And the Spirit is all
1: over.
0: The Father holds up this scroll. He, who is worthy to open this? And then we find out it's the Lamb. He is worthy and then all of heaven worships <laughs> and we join in that worship <laughs> so now that's the end of chapter uh, 5 <laughs> now we're going to chapter 6 <laughs> and we learned that this scroll has seven
1: seals <laughs> you know what a seal is? I'm not, I'm not
0: talking about the animal that swims in the ocean. I'm talking about this. It's a little piece of wax. And uh, I, I, I worked on this this week. It took me a long time to make this scroll. And I'm really proud of it. I bought some special paper. It's really thick and really strong. It's kind of like the paper they would have used back then.
1: And then I bought some wax it's a special kind of wax the
0: wax from your candle is not going to work I tried that and look at the mark that it left now there's supposed to be seven seals here right now if you look this up on the internet you'll probably see a scroll like this and it'll have seven seals going across it. Now, that might have been right. We don't know. But what one commentator suggested is that there were seven seals, but only one at a time that you open first on the outside. I did it that way, so I want to show you.
1: Uh, All of chapter 6 is the opening of the scroll.
0: Today we're going to look at six of the seven seals. My associate pastor is going to help me open this scroll so they didn't have a knife like this but uh, I
1: got it so they
0: they open one seal at a time and then each seal that's opened reveals something new now I have to say something about the seal not anybody just anybody can open it now that was true back in, in ancient times when someone would put their seal on the scroll only the person who has that seal can open that
1: so it would
0: be like breaking the law If anybody, just anybody, opened that
1: seal. So that's where we learn about
0: Jesus. He's the only one that could open
1: it. So, this scroll, I'm
0: about ready to open it, okay?
1: Are you ready?
0: You're all in heaven here. And the Lamb comes and He's going to open the scroll. I'm not the Lamb, actually. So you're taking the place just I'm for just an just just for an example. yes, exactly. <laughs> so here he comes yeah. and he opens the first seal. And then he opens this scroll and then something is released. now just hold it right there. yeah, yeah. Something is released in heaven now if you look in here you see there's some writing there I just wanted to give you a little example but it was taking me too long to write all this stuff so I just wrote a little bit
1: so opening the first seal is like opening up this first section and then
0: here's what happened
1: Look at verse 1.
0: The four living creatures are there.
1: And one of them says, come!
0: Now we don't know. He's not saying come to John. He's calling out to somebody we didn't see. And then verse 2. I looked and there before me was a white
1: horse its rider held a bow a
0: bow like a bow and
1: arrow he was given a crown
0: and he rode out As a conqueror bent on
1: conquest.
0: Now, this uh, writer, I need to explain who it is. There's been some confusion over the years as people have tried to interpret Revelation.
1: And
0: some people originally interpreted that first rider on the white horse as Jesus himself. But in our understanding of scripture, it really isn't Jesus because what's he doing? He's going out to conquer
1: there
0: is another horse in Revelation 19 white horse and that one is Jesus that's very clear
1: but
0: what I read in the commentaries that I trust Suggest that this writer is what we know of as the
1: Antichrist. So that's the first writer. Then he opens
0: up the scroll a little bit more, and then he breaks the next seal. This seal didn't hold very well. In fact, none of the ones on the inside held very well. (laughs) But he he broke the next seal. And that one, another horse comes out. The creature says, Come. And he comes out. And it's a fiery red horse. And this rider was given power to take peace away from the earth, to make people kill each other. And he was given a large sword, not like this.
1: A large sword. That's the second seal. Then the lamb opens up the third seal. And he says, Come. And
0: another rider comes. This one's on a black horse. Now, this black horse stands for famine. Here's what we learned. The rider was holding a pair of scales. You know what? The scales are like a balance.
1: If you go to the marketplace in
0: Africa, they'll have the balance there, some weights they put on one side, then they put the...
1: The fruit on the other side. And that's
0: how you figure out how much you pay.
1: Right? This is the term that French is very important. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Whatever language you want to do is yes. fine by me. Okay, so the, here's what they said.
1: Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages. Mm -hmm. Let me just read it. Yeah, we can put
0: this down. I think we got the idea of the scroll now. So what's going on here is a description of a real minimal amount of food
1: so 2 pounds of weed for a day's wages and 6
0: pounds of barley for a day's wages yeah so I'm
1: telling them exactly what you are saying <laughs>
0: And then he goes on to say, do not damage the oil or the wine. <laughs> Your phone is acting a little crazy, isn't I'm it? I'm telling you. <laughs> it's funny. Or so it's... The, the point is, there's a very little amount of food. You work all day long.
1: <laughs>
0: That's like saying for $80 or $100, you can only buy two pounds of wheat.
1: Lakini. <laughs> Now if you
0: go and and that's all you get and that's what you work, you bring it home and you got a family
1: to feed. It's not enough.
0: And then the next day you work all day again just for enough to eat for Not enough to eat for one day.
1: That's what this black horse is bringing. But he does say
0: there's plenty of oil and there's plenty of wine. So there's there's enough of that, but that isn't what sustains you, it's the
1: it's the grain that sustains but it. And then
0: in verse 7, the lamb opens the fourth seal. And
1: there we hear the voice of the fourth living creature. Uh, uh, and he says, Come.
0: And then another horse comes
1: out. This is a pale colored horse, like. And
0: its rider's name was Death. So this is the angel, or this is the rider that brings death and behind death is Hades
1: that's the place of the dead and
0: they were given power over one fourth of all the people to kill them by the sword by the famine by sickness or by wild beasts.
1: One fourth of all
0: the planets.
1: These, these are the four first seals, okay? So that's all bad news. That's all
0: judgment that is coming.
1: It makes me want to pray. It
0: makes me want to dedicate my life to following Jesus.
1: Jesus. Now there's more. The fifth seal. When he opened the fifth seal,
0: there is revealed under the altar in heaven, the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God.
1: These are all the martyrs who've died for Jesus.
0: So we learn that they, those who've died for Jesus' name, they go under the altar in heaven they died for the name of Jesus but they kept their testimony
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know nowadays there are more people who die for their faith in Jesus than have ever died before in the history of the world
1: but you know what else is happening
0: more people are coming to Christ now than have ever happened
1: before. Hallelujah. That's good news. Early
0: in the history of the church, there was someone who quoted this
1: phrase. Na He said, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church.
0: What that means is the church grows as there are people who give up their life for the name of Jesus. Because as some people are bold to die for Christ, other people watch that and they also get courage to be willing to live for Christ.
1: These souls that are under the altar,
0: they're calling out to God. And they say, how long, O Lord, until you judge the earth for killing us? When will you avenge our blood?
1: Because you know there has to be justice.
0: Each of them was given a white robe. And they were told,
1: wait a little while longer.
0: (coughs) Until the full number of martyrs have been added up.
1: And they were, for there are other
0: people who are going to be martyred for Jesus. Now, you know, this tells me something. If today there are more martyrs for Jesus than in previous times in history, (laughs) that tells me we're getting close to the time. We're getting close to the time when God is going to say, enough. I'm coming back. (laughs) It's coming. We are close. I feel it. And I know many other people feel the same way. The full number of brothers and sisters who are killed for Jesus were coming to that point in time.
1: And then in verse 12, it says he opens up the sixth seal.
0: And in this one, there's a violent earthquake. And the sun turns black. And the moon turns red.
1: The whole moon turned blood red.
0: Said the stars fell from the sky.
1: And
0: there was a shaking wind. And then the most bizarre thing. Heavens rolled back like a scroll. It's like someone just rolled the sky back. And then they could just see straight up into heaven.
1: Amazing. Now I want you to pay attention to verse 15. said the kings of the earth. Oh, there had been a
0: huge violent earthquake and the mountains were moved and the islands of the sea
1: were covered. This is a horrible change in the
0: earth. And then here's what we read The kings of the earth, the princes and the generals, the rich and the mighty, and
1: everyone else both slave and free (laughs) hid in the caves and the rocks.
0: Now usually, the way things happen in history is the rich are somehow, they somehow escape, the kings somehow get away, and it's the poor people who suffer but here's the point of what he's making
1: right now he mentions the kings first all the high level people they also go into the caves they
0: also have to go into hiding and everyone else and they just pray for the mountains to fall on them this is a terrible time They want to hide from the face of the one who sits on the
1: throne. You know
0: we learned way back in the Old Testament no one can look at the face of God and live. (coughs) The great are judged. The great people are judged. As well as the poor people.
1: And
0: then The great day of the wrath of the Lord
1: comes. And
0: what is said here is no one can stand it. That's what happens at the end of
1: chapter 6.
0: Now, for us, how are we going to respond? How do you preach this sermon? I don't know. <laughs> this is a terrifying thing. And I was just wondering Lord, what do you want us to do? Chapter 7 is going to go on and describe the people who have been martyred for Jesus. And all the multitudes who are
1: up in heaven. But what I want
0: us to close this service today with is just let us sit in our chairs and let's just be silent before God.
1: Now I know
0: some of you have had people in your life who've died violently back in your home country.
1: You know people who've died
0: if you don't know them personally you know of them from your community
1: it's a horrible thing but what I want us to do right
0: now is just to be silent before God and I'm going to ask the worship team to come up please and we're just going to listen to the Lord right now And I want want to ask you to just be silently in prayer. And let's just ask the Lord to minister his life to us. Because this is a great and terrible thing we've read about. But it teaches us of the power of God. And I think more than anything, it teaches us to take... Our life very serious.
1: God has given us a chance. He wants
0: us to be with Him. And He wants us to avoid all of this darkness and all of this
1: trouble.
0: So I want us just to be silent right now. Jesus, we worship. I pray that the Lord speaks to you in this time of silence. Lord, we see that you are awesome in power. We honor and respect you. We worship you. We pray, Lord, that you'll fill us with your power and with your spirit. To let us know how to go through these times. We worship you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
0: God is a great and holy God. And His love goes on forever and ever.
1: And it's
0: His love that is withholding these judgments right now. Because God's desire is that no one would perish. Church, I want you to be encouraged by that. God doesn't want anybody to lose salvation. God wants everyone to be saved. But there are so many people who just refuse. So church, first we have to deal with ourselves. We have to be serious about our relationship with God.
1: So let me lead us in prayer now. God, we come to you today.
0: I pray that you will cause these words to make us hunger
1: and thirst for you more. What we've learned is that even
0: hiding under the mountains is not safe
1: there's only one place that's safe that's with you
0: Lord help us teach us how to hide ourselves in you teach us how to call out to you we need you Lord we draw near to you we pray you will draw near to us let us live our lives in the understanding that time is limited. (laughs) That this would motivate us to reach out to friends and neighbors and family for the love of Jesus.
1: I pray that we'd be serious about that. And
0: we don't have time for any... uh, bad relationship with our family and friends.
1: We have to forgive. We have to ask for forgiveness. We
0: have to reconcile. Because the time is short. I pray, Lord, you would teach us how to reconcile.
1: How to draw near to you and to reconcile
0: with each other. Forgive us, Lord, where we've held bitterness against each other.
1: Forgive us, Lord, when we've hardened our heart.
0: Let us draw near to you, God. Show us how. In Jesus' name. Now, church, I just want to bless you. May the Lord keep you and bless you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of his face upon you
1: and give you peace in Jesus' name. God bless you, church. Love one another. Amen.